Hey gardeners, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the food forest. But before we do that, I'm just going to briefly talk about our three acre acreage here in Strathcona County. So about six years ago, we moved out here. First, we focused on the garden. The first couple years, we had about five raised garden beds. Currently now, we have about 32 raised garden beds, which are built, designed by my lovely husband over here, Matt, at Third Perspective Design. Our food forest is how many raised garden beds is going to be up there? Well, right now, (laughs) probably 12, but that's... This is right now. I know. I was like, it's going to develop more. So we're going to talk. So let's just talk about the food forest. It's about an acre of land we have. Matt has spent, well, actually started around this time last year doing the final clearing of all (laughs) the trees up there. The final cut. Yeah, the final cut. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) The final cut. So now we have a blank canvas up there. So this area is going to be pretty special to both of us i'm going to get on the fruit trees and bushes i've always want and matt's going to get his pond pool area he's always wanted and dreamt about too Mm -hmm. so talking about the garden to the food forest the the garden was the fundamentals as of as of us learning and growing as gardeners and stewards of the land. Now moving on to that, there's limitations to the garden. Yeah. There's no room for fruit trees. There's no room for animals. There's really it's packed. We packed that with every single planter <laughs> box that we could in uh, every different kind of configuration to yeah. come up with what we wanted. And then once that was laid down and put in and soil was put in, it was kind of final. So now we have a space that we go to every year uh, that we amend and take care of. But now going into segueing into this food forest, it opens up a lot of opportunity. In yeah. um, saying that, where it's located, um, so where we're located is actually the beginning of what's that Mill Creek. It's yeah, kind of like the Mill, the, Creek, yeah. the Mill Creek Ravine. So we're actually a ways away from the Mill Creek Ravine, but that's where we're at is kind of the start of that um, uh, contributory to the North Saskatchewan. So we're on top of a hill <clears throat> where the pond area is, is it gets filled like a basin from my neighbor that's a little bit higher up on the hill than I am. Mm-hmm. And also too, from where the house is, it's also a bit of a, on a hill, yeah. the driveway, all that water runs into Every the pond it, and yeah. back into the food forest. So we have one, we have an abundance of water that's that we, sure. we, we get um, collected in the space. So that's a big advantage to allowing us to move on to the next step is to grow this food forest because if it was you know barren or didn't have good um what's the word aquatic or um hyd- Hydro- hyd- hydrology yes. in it then it wouldn't be really advantageous to this idea so then moving forward um we needed a plan and um that got us to looking in different areas we looked on instagram we looked on uh Google, Google, YouTube, YouTube, 
And actually, we found someone on Instagram that um, I quite admire, Jalen Florals. She has an acreage as well close to us, probably like five minutes from us. And um, she spent the last 30 years making this thing, the space, beautiful. She put in a koi pond area. They have a cut flower area. They have a vegetable patch or vegetable area uh, all in and around their property. Landscaped. Um to the T, like oh, it's it's so just beautiful. beautiful. So like that uh, opened up an avenue to talk to her about that. And one of the first things that uh, Janice said to me was, "You have to come up with a plan." So then that moved on to the next step is, "Okay, well we need a plan. We need some kind of blueprint, some kind of idea." And we knew what we wanted, what direction we yeah. wanted to go. We wanted to go to like a permaculture practice, a forest type of foraging you kind of go in with a basket kind of like you're going into the wilderness not so much like a um row gardens or row crops or monocropping is it's it's more it feels more like you're going into nature than you're going into something that has been man-made yeah um exactly there is a cultivated aspect to this food forest that you're gonna see but it is also uh, uh, a mimicking of nature and being a steward steward of nature that's very important and i've mentioned permaculture um there's five fundamental points of permaculture um i'm just pulling it up on my phone right now uh so catching and storing rainwater uh that's something that we do very well yeah we have um, um well we should we just go on. off the points okay. so grow your own food uh create your own resources build a uh uh, build or retrofit your home for heating and cooling itself. So being more net zero, more efficient, better R rating, uh, reduce, a, uh, create a zero waste environment and get to know your neighbors. So I'm going to say it one more time without me ablibbing. So catch and store your water, grow your own food, create your own resources, uh, build rooftop or home heat and cooling itself also like net zero or better R rating, uh, reduce or create zero waste and get to know your neighbors. And community. And community. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we should touch on that. Oh. So let's go off to the first point, catching and storing your water. Um, we've got three cisterns. So that's really fortunate for us that we use that to um, water our and garden store, yeah. and store our water. And we're also going to be using that as well. well. Have- two rainwater you should say oh yes and one fresh that. water so our house and shop is each connected to collect the rainwater and they each have their own cistern mm-hmm. that we use to water our garden yes so we have that set up which is awesome mm-hmm. next point so second point is growing your own food i think we do okay we're, we're doing all right <laughs> we're doing all right in that regards um that's going to be a little bit further and in going into the food forest because chickens goats um and bees are the three animals or sorry the three um on the food production side um that we're going to be i guess bees aren't really there on that oh, end but honey, like but yeah i would just say those are the three things that we're going to touch on that we're going to be working on expanding on the food forest in that area um creating your own resources so down the road um as technology changes and gets better um 
rooftop solar would be something that I would love to oh. look into. Our roof is getting older and older, so that'd be something down the road that we could look what into. Yeah. But right now, I think for the food forest would be possibly like a solar system, wind and solar system to uh, move water around um, would probably be something that we would look in to on the technology side of things for yes. right now. And then building and retrofitting your home for heating and cooling. I'm going to just put a little slash on that also with greenhouses. So we're going to be building greenhouses on this property next year and also in, in the next to the garden, but also next. one in the food forest yes. as well. So that's something maybe down the road we might look into a heated greenhouse or look into a more efficiently built greenhouse yeah. with a better R rating. Uh, reduce your uh, reduce or create a zero waste um, environment. That's something else we do like pretty compost? good. Yeah, we so we um, all our food and kitchen scraps. Sorry, I'll, I'll change it up. All our kitchen scraps from uh, what we produce, just Tiffany and I, yeah. but also our kitchen scraps from the garden also goes into a compost space. And also we use that to um, feed, our worms. feed our worms and yeah. shredded paper from Tiffany's work because yeah. they're not paperless. Uh, we use well, that as kind well. Of R, but we are. Yeah, R and R, but collect, if you, if you yeah, still collect anyways. paper, you're not paperless. I know. So let's just get real <laughs> on that one. So we collect paper cool. in there, and we use that for our worms. So that's a great, um, that's a great fundamental. And then also too, like I don't pay for a garbage system. Like I don't, we don't pay for a like uh, the city service, of Strathcona yeah. service. So we separate all our plastics. And our cardboards that also sometimes get fed to the worms if the right type of cardboard, if they're not glossy and uh, don't have lots of plastic and et cetera on them or uh, tape. Yeah. And uh, so we do a pretty darn good job in that regards. Um, plastic waste is a little bit more challenging to deal with just because like you're, you're you know, when we do buy uh veggies from the grocery store a lot of it is wrapped up in plastic which is a sad thing to yeah. say but that's just the way well, it is really try hard not to and try and support like local like going to farmers markets yes that's the, like yeah that. that's actually a really good point I'm, i didn't even think to bring that up good one look at you being all i know i know on the point so yeah those are some really those are some really important points in that in that aspect so where are we at right now and then we're the going... last one is just get to know your neighbors slash community so that's something that we definitely need to work on um with covid um it's been challenging for sure um with instagram and having this poke podcast i'm hoping that we can we can change that and have a an open conversation like if you guys have any questions uh, for us uh, regards to the podcast or future podcasts or information that you want to know. Yeah, or guests you would probably want to hear. Yeah, or if you want to be a guest, if you are an expert in your field, these um, to open up the avenue of um, this community, uh, this this um, Edmonton community, Strathcona, surrounding Canadian areas. Gardeners. Yeah, Zone 3 is just not just Edmonton, right? Like, it's a, it's a big belt. And um, 
in saying that, I, I think there's a lot of challenges that we could all talk about and overcome together. So that's uh, that's my little rant on that one. Yes. Community. Yes. Bottom line. Community. <laughs> Garden community. I was like, so let's get back to talking about, we'll, we'll breathe, like we'll do an overview of the. Yeah. Of our food forest idea, or not idea, because it's our approaches. Happening. Yeah, our yeah, <laughs> our approaches. So no longer an idea. I, I um, I did cut down a mature forest, and that is a reality that I have to um, I have to bring up. Yes. Um, you know, it's funny people say with but. There's usually nothing good that comes with but after but. But <laughs> what we've done is uh, cut down all this poplar and uh, I, I burned a fair bit of the brush and um, I chopped up all the poplar, split it and stored it. Yeah. Uh, put it under a tarp. And now what I want to do is I want to turn a lot of that uh, lumber that I cut up into biochar. And I want to sequester that that would have gone into the atmosphere and I want to sequester it and put it into back, the, into, the back into the soil of where I took it from and um, build up the soil, yes. uh, build up the water retention um, and also to um, throw in as much biodiversity into the space as we possibly can with the different types of wildflowers, different types of canopies, different types of trees, bushes, shrubs, bushes, yeah. fruit, fruit bearing, non-fruit bearing, yeah. uh, uh, bearing for, uh, um, for birds, maybe not for so much edible use for us, but that will give good bird life. Um, as well as like a good wildflower arrangements like um, that will support butter butterfly and bee populations so those are really important fundamentals but it's the overarching idea that's going to bring this all together it's throwing all that those different types of plant life and you know not fencing it off yeah. in any way where you know deer can come in moose can come in um, and us having chickens and goats and different types of wild animals sorry not wild animals different types of um livestock um contributing area, yeah. to to the the soil health because um what i've learned in in, in my journey of youtube instagram <laughs> <laughs> just pinterest yeah. all of it is soil health is is fundamental and and, yeah. and and building and building and water retention and all that fun stuff that comes with that so we um as stewards of the land and taking care of it um this year is going to be a lot of experimentation because we are going to be developing the property in stages and in zones first off working with the waterway yes. developing that to be able to flow properly and uh the, the catchment of water yeah. and be able to move it around and cycle it and aerate it uh to keep down the blue green algae and so um yeah so it just it, it is self-sustaining and ultimately that word gets thrown out thrown around a lot self-sustaining and all that but yes, it does. um <laughs> i would say for us tiffany and i 
we just want to be um able to support our um our, ne- our needs our food needs yeah. as best as we can with it coming to canning throughout the winter or just to be uh, to, to learn more of that art you know of growing your own food the the convenience of going to a grocery yeah. store we can we can all see it and know that it is easy but as food prices going up, Go up with these up, these yeah. pandemic this, this pandemic going on and as you know challenges i think are going to keep going on with this with the, the how food is priced and etc um being the master of 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 your own um procurement of food uh can be one very rewarding and change the wiring of your brain how it's changed mine and just changed me into a calmer happier yes. uh more likable person <laughs> honestly yeah. Because when I I can admit this is when I first got into welding, I was just a grumpy old twenty welder. year old, yeah, yeah. welder. <laughs> and I've I've found myself in a better headspace in doing now that. You're a happy gardener. And I'm just a happy gardener. And happy I, raised planner builder, <laughs> raised garden builder. <laughs> it, yeah, it's opened up my eyes. So in saying all that, it's it's pretty important. And honestly, there's nothing more rewarding than just going to pick some beets for dinner or getting the herbs you need and then in the winter months eating those pickled carrots yeah. and i thought you were gonna say slamming 30 cherry tomatoes into oh. your mouth like pezzas <laughs> oh all oh, oh, that oh yeah. my god i, I don't so think we've eaten cherry tomatoes since summer <laughs> oh, i think we have but well i don't know probably but nothing tastes as good mm, as doesn't taste the same for sure it off oh that was many breakfasts, lunch, and dinners. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted, we should touch a little bit more on the food forest of kind of where it's located. So it's at the front of our property. Um, it's got a lot of really great sun exposure. Yeah, it does. Um, the pond's put in a pretty good location. Uh, it has, the topography changes a little bit too, about five feet in the corner, close to my neighbor on the uh, southeast southeast end is probably the highest point and then the lowest point would be the middle uh south end would be probably the lowest point of the um of the food forest area where my neighbor's uh his runoff from his lawn goes into into that area and then there's a driveway on the north side and then that pretty much that whole driveway that whole 200 feet plus up to up towards the hill of the top of my property of my house all that water drains into uh the pond area the as pond, well yeah so we what we are is we're on the top of a hill um but where the pond is is the top of a low point so I have to drain that sucker Probably what three, four three, times a yeah. year. Depends on the year. Last year Except was an ex- last, year. last year was an exception to the rule. I only had to drain it once, and then I never had to drain it again. It pretty much stayed empty the whole year. Yeah, that was a so pretty um, that was a pretty dry summer. Um, so it was good to have a rain water system. Yeah, we yeah up for the garden. Yeah, that was quite the <laughs> we we went through a full cistern. Kind of my fault. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that one yeah and then we had to tap into the second sister and connect it to the house um it's nice. daisy chained together <laughs> actually i should touch on that it's kind of neat too so the system works is daisy chained together 
but I can't move the water from the house to the shop. So that became kind of challenging. I had to figure out a, I had a, I had to lean on my neighbor to move the water from my house back to my shop. So from my shop, I could water my garden. So that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, so water movement, <laughs> I guess, you know, ha having access to water and soil quality are I, the two major talking points um, on this food forest that are most important to us yeah, and like, moving forward. Yeah, and they're going to be the fundamentals. Like, yeah. That's what we have to start with. And yeah. then we're going to kind of. And that's what we have to work, work with. and grow around that. Mm hmm. So unless we have water, we can't walk. The trees aren't going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> And then you would, it would just be sheer and utter neglect, right? Yeah. And that's something that we don't want to do. We also want to take care of them as well. Um, We're the stewards of this land. Yeah. This food forest. It's going to be great because once the space is put in, it, it it's a sense of foraging. It, it won't be so much a sense of like, you know, it'll be a different idea. It'll, it will be work in itself, but I've never once... Uh, doing this has ever felt this as work you know having animals moving into this property and having a lot more plant life and and a lot more uh work to be done because there's going to be different harvest times right like when yeah. the when the apples need to be picked and to when the uh raspberries need to be picked or the gooseberries or all the other different types of varieties of uh hazelnuts Elderberries, elderberries just start listing stuff of it, up yeah. blueberries what else is there just Saskatoon. saskatoons and then we're gonna have wild asparagus yeah i try to grow wild asparagus <laughs> i've seen it patch, i've seen it yeah. in north i've seen it in the north saskatchewan river so it can be done um so that's something that we want to try is like having that different plot of life um like bee bee life that they love borge and in promoting bee and butterfly life there's going to be a whole grove dedicated to that as well on top of that having a um well, we're gonna have a, having we're gonna have as a well. native wildflower meadow up there yeah it's probably gonna be like 200 feet long when yeah. it's all said and done so beautiful 200 colorful. feet by 20 feet so it's gonna be a massive meadow um and then the pond area uh that's something i'm gonna be developing i've got some ideas um but i have to actually dredge that whole thing out because it's filled with the blue green algae uh pro hundreds of years because i don't think this has ever been really deforested since i got into it i don't know how old <laughs> the forest is but um it's never really been developed or anything like that so there's this like sludge layer layer that i'll have to get into and um uh i guess mitigate it and also try to find out creative solutions to solve that problem having um some kind of waterfall feature yeah. is going to be important i know you, mm -hmm. you see that a lot but the importance of a waterfall feature is the aeration of the water mm -hmm. so it keeps down that blue green algae and if you can get with jets or moving water around you can even limit eliminate that even even more so um when you see with ponds you also see pond liners so that's something i will not do um yeah, no. it doesn't make sense I'm not going to mimic nature and then put a pond liner in. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't allow for the ebb and flow of the system to work and to feed the surrounding area of the plant life. Mm -hmm. So that's what a pond All does. Aquatics, yeah. The aquatics that we're going to have and et cetera. So, um, and like I said, that system gets filled quite easily and quite fast. So I don't think I'm going to have a challenge, even if I do go pondless. Um, yeah.
I think that gives a pretty good overview. Let's let's uh let's throw some uh key points and shout outs to people that um have have made this happen. So Jalen Florals, um, she was the one that kind of gave us the inspiration. Her property is the one that gave us the inspiration on this. Um, who else? Dora was Dora. Dora is the drawer of the plans. And she I'll take the I'll post the or I'll post a link to the drawing. Yeah, and then also post a link to her Instagram page as well. And her website. And, her website. Yeah. Um, and same with Janice. We and same with too. Janice. Um I think those are our two like me, yeah, key players, players and that have helped us um grow this idea for sure. Um well, yeah. I'm just trying to think. There was one more point that I wanted to make, but it's escaping me. Oh, right. You, the, the, the three, three documentaries. Yeah. There from it is. Netflix. Yeah. All three are on Netflix. Highly recommend them. Number one, Kiss the Ground talks about the soil, how important soil is. Very well done. Number two is the biggest little farm that's by far my favorite documentary yeah. that is actually what got me in to well not the, just that but well, it, that, it but helped it helped because it's one of the first documentaries to watch and it got me into learning that they, they spent a, a whole lot of money on a worm farm i and, know exactly. and they like they yeah. everything they're doing they're in california it was kind of like all the things we were doing at a small, small, small scale, just yeah. us two. Yeah. They were doing at a big, big, big scale. Like a farm, <laughs> yeah, an industrial scale, farm and industrial scale, and where um this is for 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 two people. And it sounds crazy, but it isn't for two people to grow that community. Um uh, sorry, I had to cut you off. Is as as our bowl fills up, we will share our bowl. Yeah. That's something I wanted to touch on too, and I forgot to as well. No. So you said, "Do you I say?" I I I need to say the third one. Was like, I'll forget it. I got excited. The third one is called the Fantastic Fungi, or something along. Yeah, I, Fantastic I, Fungi. Yeah, it's really cool. It's more about like mushrooms and the mycelium and the connection between the plants and soil and everything. I don't know. Just watch it. But then it talk, and then when you talk about it, then it talks about the communication to the soil. And how mushrooms play like a key aspect in that, and connecting and everything, connecting everything, and so I'm like, oh, I blew, and it blew yeah. my mind because then as I was learning about that, I was on YouTube learning about living food webs and things like that, and then that also broadened my horizon of how important your soil quality and soil health is, and it's living, so there is you know bugs and different things happening. Like it's always scurrying around and decaying and growing new things. It's just it's a beautiful system. It is. So just to recap that one, kiss the ground, two, the biggest little farm, three, fantastic fungi. Watch all of them and let us know what you think. Yeah. And if you guys got recommendations too, um, I'm looking for a good permaculture book um i think that's the next one i want to yeah. get into i've been you know watching a lot of youtube but if anyone's got we a good like recommendation um i would love that <sighs> all right matt i think i think that sums it up that was a lot of talking hey today. i think we got hey. it all out <laughs> until next tuesday all right guys it was great see ya see ya bye gardeners <laughs>